1: Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir?
0: Uh, Not much. Uh, My uh, last week in Dallas, I'm, I'm enjoying it, savoring family uh and and speaking of savoring i always savor our, our our tuesday questions i, I love it's them uh, we always right. get some good ones we always get to find out what kind of crazy uh food things you have like uh it, not eating bones at uh, chicken wings <laughs> well and, and i still like
1: again it's not that i don't like bone in chicken wings it's just i prefer boneless it's they're both yeah. great i like yeah. my nuggets um yeah. All right, so let's let's get to you guys Twitter questions today before everybody tunes out and stops listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, this question comes from Zach. Uh, should the Cowboys try to sign David DeCastro, or is Connor Williams good enough to compete on the offensive line? So, if you haven't heard, uh, it was last Thursday the Steelers cut All Pro uh, guard David DeCastro, who actually made a Pro Bowl in 2020. Uh, the belief is that he has to have another ankle surgery that could put him out for two to four months. However, he's still a fine player when he's healthy. Are you interested in bringing him in at all, him
0: I don't think so at this point, just simply because you know the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, you know, he's possibly being out two to four months. I mean, if you sign him now, you're, I mean, you're signing him to a guaranteed contract as well because. Uh, uh, of just the way the, the veteran contracts worked um you know I, I think beyond the fact that this is probably not the right time to do this right like this is probably a, a wait and see situation with DeCastro even if you wanted to sign him I I, I also can't imagine that De Castro is such an upgrade at I mean he, yeah all pro pro bowler fantastic player I mean definitely I mean I loved him coming out yeah. he's had a, a very good career uh he's you know, played well for your for your Pittsburgh Steelers um <laughs> and, and so uh I, I think he has the skins on the wall he has the, there's interesting I understand the, the interest in the playing uh style in his in his uh, abilities but I, I also think that if you look at uh what he's potentially going to be making coming off an injury uh you know and again you'd have to really kind of be careful about the timing of when you sign him mm-hmm. um and then you compare that to is he that much better than uh, young Connor Williams, who you know had a good year last yeah. year, is yes. working still on a rookie contract uh, and and you're already kind of extremely over leveraged on your offensive contracts. Uh, I think that sometimes you have to find a way to allow good players on rookie contracts to play simply yeah. because of the economics of things. and, and you're not going to have it's like you know I think Broadus says it, or whomever you can't have a a stake on every plate. You know, you just just can't have a pro bowler everywhere. Uh, And you have a very good player who's still on a rookie contract. I know that people are kind of generally sour on Connor Williams, but I think if you go back and watch what he did last year, uh, it was one of the only people that was able to stay healthy throughout most of the year. Uh, You know, and it was basically the last man standing for a good portion of of the season on the offensive line. I think he's learned a lot and I'm hoping to see that he's taken that and maybe taking his game a step forward. I agree with you. I think,
1: there, there's really no reason why or way I see that DeCastro comes in and takes Connor Williams' job because number one he's not ready, and number two Connor Williams has earned that spot. Like he played well yeah. last year, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. However, I do think there's a scenario that would potentially make some sense, and actually I saw the Ravens do it just a couple of weeks ago with J. Wan James, the the Denver Broncos offensive tackle who tore his Achilles. So basically they gave James a two year deal. Uh, With a little bit of guaranteed money now, but also they can get out of that contract in 2022. Basically, what they're doing is they're paying for him to rehab this year on their tab. And then if he's healthy and looks good next year, they got him at a really good price. I could potentially see that for the Cowboys. Like if they signed DeCastro to, let's say, a two-year, $6 million deal. Guarantees him some money next year if he's healthy. Uh, Connor Williams is a free agent after the year, and then you slide him into that left guard spot. DeCastro is only 31 years old, so he's not super old for a guard. I think that makes some sense, but I'm not sure the Cowboys are the team that would do that. But could you see him eventually signing a deal like that?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. And, and again, like for a team that maybe isn't, you know, uh, uh, eyeballing their cap as closely as what the Cowboys kind of currently are after the DAC contract, you know, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially if you have the cap space, I mean, just to kind of stash a guy like this who, uh, you know, by the end of the year and certainly by next year uh, could be, a, you know, not only a starter, but a plus starter for your team. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty low risk gamble. You know, if, if, it's if a he's full
1: thinking move, right? You, you've yeah. got to be, you've got to be a progressive, person to think about this a little bit. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, for sure. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that's, that's what some, a lot of the smart teams do, you know, they kind of get it, get ahead of the curve a little bit, you know, the Cowboys have done that a little bit too with, you know, with certain players as well. So um, yeah. But I think for the Cowboys currently right now, they have a lot of money invested in the offensive line as it is. Yeah. They have a lot of money invested in the offense as it is. So I, I don't know that they're willing to – you know, th- they need to kind of save the money, to keep their powder dry at this point and wait until after the season starts to kind of potentially sign some veterans at spots that they actually need.
1: And then on top of that, their offensive line, I think, at certain spots is already getting a little bit older with Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Probably you don't really want to be taking a chance on that 32 year old guard coming off multiple ankle, ankle surgeries. I do think some team is going to decide, sign DeCastro if he wants to play. I think that's yeah. another problem here is there's been some whispers that, you know, he's fine with the way his career has played out so far. He's, he could retire. He's a Stanford kid. He's really smart. He can go do a million other things. Um, but we'll keep an eye on uh, David DeCastro and see what's going to happen. Uh, let's take a, a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs of the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon, uh, this is a, a really, really interesting question regarding uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, if the if the cost is the same, would you rather sign Michael Gallup or Randy Gregory to a contract extension?
0: Because hmm. my guess money. is
1: that money probably will be similar
0: yeah um yeah, that's really tough because i i think that you know there's there're different ages they're different positions obviously mm-hmm. uh there's different positional value there um you know I'm kind of of the mind i I think a lot of it's gonna depend on 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 how they're playing with the time of the contract gets signed right like how how they look in the early part of the season. Um, if, if Randy Gregory comes out and shows kind of the promise that we, uh, you know, we kind of have, have anticipated based on, you know, how he's played without any training camp, without any offseason, um, and, and if he's able to kind of take that his game to another level because he's finally getting those opportunities. Um, you know, I could certainly see him being a, a worthwhile uh, a signing there. He's you know, he's still kind of young. Uh, he plays a position that is difficult to find and develop. And he's kind of found and developed. Uh, and And, you know, I think the wide receiver has a lot of positional value in today's modern game. But I also think that, you know, as we've started to kind of move along through the, you know, I guess post seven on seven camp post, you know, uh, 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 you know, passing camp world of, of, of high school football. I think wide receivers coming out of of the college are way more adept at playing, uh, football, uh, playing NFL football than, than, you know, they had been previously. So, uh, I think that, you know, this is all a long way of saying that I might think about Randy Gregory. I, cause I do think that you're, you're able to kind of go out and get, wide receivers uh in 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 draft and 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 find them pretty regularly at this point uh you know it hasn't been just coincidence i don't think that the last what three drafts have been crazy deep at wide receiver um I, i just think that wide receiver is a lot less difficult position to find at this point um uh, but I, but this is also very difficult. This is also very hmm. difficult because you know Cooper's contract is, is expiring, so there's 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 elements there. This is a very good question, because, because there's a lot of different variables, and and they don't quite line up so nicely that it's an yeah. easy yeah. Uh, conversation.
1: I think it's easy for me. It's Michael Gallup. He just turned mm. 25 years old. He's almost, I think, five years younger than Randy Gregory. Um, he's been, I think, more consistent. More productive. And I know Gregory's potential is ridiculously high, but I want to do everything I can to keep this offense performing at a top two or three level, because that's really the only chance this team has having, you know, sustained success, right? If this offense is just so good every year. I can find defensive guys to kind of fit together and run them for a year. I, I want as many talented guys that know Dak is possible. I, I love that Gal can play on the outside. I love that they're moving him in the slot to get him some more reps. I, I just don't think it's all that close for me. But, that's that, again, that's just me, and I value passing in offense more than anything else in football.
0: Yeah, and I I, I totally understand that, and, and those are valid points. And, I, and I'm not – I think this is very difficult because I think that all that is right. I just think that not that Gallup is replicable, but I think that, you know, with where the Cowboys are, it'd be a lot easier to find a third aspect of that passing, you know, wide receiver trio than I think a solid pass rusher who could potentially be your best pass rusher next two or three years.
1: All right. Next one. This is a fun one from Ryan. Uh, If you could add one Cowboy from the last 30 years to this team, who would you put on it? Darren Woodson. Don't we have enough linebackers?
0: Darren Woodson's not a linebacker. Dude, well, you kind of was, though. Too, you know what? You know what? You're too young to even have this conversation. No, no, Kevin. no, no. <laughs> I,
1: listen, I, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but I, I think Darren Woodson in today's NFL plays linebacker, right? Uh, but in the 90s, I don't think so. You
0: don't think, don't he think He's so. 230 pounds. Look, he he was 230 pounds, but look how he, how he played with Roy Williams. He was the he was the topper safety. He was the guy covering guys in the slot. He was a look. You're right. He was 230 pounds. He was a freak of nature. Every you know, people talk he could about cover Sean a slot.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, it about a lot if you needed him to.
0: People talk about Sean Taylor being a freak of nature, athletic, athletically, but they don't talk about Darren Woodson enough in that in that way. And I think there's a reason that he was so good; he could do anything. Uh, and I, that's why. That's I why agree. I, I think
1: I, I love Darren Woodson. That's a great answer, but it, it's a line. It probably be a linebacker today. Not, not a
0: linebacker. Come uh, on, get out of here. Uh, Nonsense.
1: Larry Allen, put him at left guard. Have Tyron and Larry Allen playing next to each other. I. Uh, Running the ball actually might be good then. Like I would probably you be
0: know, <laughs> you know you, you, You're just naming the best players of the last 30 no, no, years I'm as, saying, a, as opposed to who would
1: be the best fit. Can you? I'm saying you put Larry Allen on this team at left guard and ooh, that's a lot of fun. That's probably true. That's yeah. that's, that's really good. Uh, all right. Next question. Uh, this one's from Mark. What differences in things are you going to be looking for at training camp this year under Mike McCarthy's first real camp? Because – I don't even know good if we question. can consider last year one. Uh, what are you looking forward to see, Landon?
0: That's a good question. And and I and I've been thinking about that a lot lately, honestly, is you know, kind of going back to what made a Jason Garrett training camp. And and frankly, you know, for me, I've only ever been to Jason Garrett training camps. Yeah. You know, so um I you know, I think for me, I'm gonna be paying attention to the pace uh, uh, the, the, the quickness that they get from station to station, how, uh, p- practice is arranged. Uh, you know, are they doing uh special teams in the morning? Are they doing kind of, uh, you know, I know that they'll be doing daily installs as they go, but like how, how does, is there a, a kind of, a, a in week schedule for how they're doing it? Like it is Tuesday, uh, red zone days is, is Wednesdays, uh, uh you know, uh, between the twenties, how, how, how are practices being laid out? How, how, what's the tempo? Uh, uh, how, how does the team react? What, what are the one-on-ones like? How often are they doing one-on-ones? Mm. This is all feel, feels like minutia, but it's stuff to kind of get used to, uh, you know, I mean, personally for me, just to get used to so that I can kind of get a feel of where I need to be during a training camp practice to get the information I want. Um, but also your I think first
1: it's non Rod Marinelli training camp and how long?
0: Ron, non-Ron Marinelli training camp. Uh, I mean, it's... It's uh, been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's, I mean, it's, what is it, like 2000... It came in 2013, 14, right? 14, yeah. So uh, it's been, yeah, it is a long time. So, I mean, just on the defensive side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, how, how does special teams fit into all of, of practice? You know, is it a kind of a constant thing? Do they do it early in the morning? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, things like that, you know, competitive periods, how often are they having them? What do they look like? You know, Garrett used to like call uh, players out and kind of have a, uh, you know, an in game, uh, kind of not in game, but like competition. a, a, a yeah. competition yep. period where he would say, hey, give me 94 and a 77. Let's see what happens. Uh, and I like that, you know, and I think that that, uh, I think that, you know, that was effective. So it'll be interesting to see if, 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 uh, McCarthy does stuff like that. I, I think there's lots of things to kind of pay attention to the how the practices are structured just to kind of, uh, you know, determine what's important to this coach as opposed to what was important to Jason Garrett.
1: I think you mentioned it at the top the pace. I, I want to see, you know, how fast they're moving and how quickly they get in and out of drills because I think there's other times where. Some of these practices felt more like walkthroughs, right? And the energy was kind of low. I want to see the pace pick up. I want to see, uh, I want to see the energy of practices with Dan Quinn, with Mike McCarthy. Uh, that's what I'm really, really interested in seeing. Um, all right, this next one, Landon, from Josh. If the Cowboys stay relatively healthy this season, how do they not win the division? So I basically, I'm going to turn this question around like this. What would need to have, have happened if the Cowboys do stay healthy and not win the division?
0: Well, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if, if, if the Cowboys are healthy and, and, and we're trying to figure out a scenario in which they are healthy and they lose the division, right, um, you know, I, maybe a situation, it'd have to be kind of a combination of things, I think, where Washington is is as good or better than we expect them That's to be. That's one of the right? biggest
1: somebody makes a big leap that we don't anticipate.
0: I actually think it has to be two teams. You know, I think that if New York was like better than we anticipated or at least better defensively, I mean they're good, they're going to be good defensively. But if they're really great defensively and Dallas struggles to to, you know, maybe they split one of those games where Washington can win one of those games. Uh, And then Washington is just a very good team and, and and is able to kind of get Dallas's numbers that, that could be a way that that happens, you know, just because uh, I I don't have any faith in Washington's offense, just like I'm sure they don't have any faith faith in our defense. Um, But, but I think that, you know, Cowboys offense is, uh, a more stable, reliable thing than, than to rely on any defense, frankly. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if, if something were to happen where the Cowboys offense were out of sync or the Washington defense is, you know, uh, historically good, right? Like, I mean, which is I, I, it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility. Nope. They have a they lot of really, really great They talent. got a lot of talent. Um, So, you know, something like that. And like I said, uh, uh, New York stealing a game or two from us because their defense just is that good and, and the Cowboys struggle to move the ball and, and you know, can't stop a cold. Uh,
1: I also think it would have to be a lot of these like second and third year guys not stepping up, right? Like Trevon yeah. Diggs having a sophomore slump, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Donovan Wilson doesn't take the leap that we're hoping. Um, Maybe Micah Parsons is just too raw and he there's he had too much time off since the last time he played you'd have to have a lot of those kind of things happen to to make the defense so bad that even as good as the offense is it's just not good enough i think i think that's your concern is that the defense just isn't talented enough uh to be average or even slightly below average Uh, Yes,
0: i absolutely agree
1: all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next box. Again, that is builtbar.com. All right, a couple rapid fire questions for you, Landon, to, to head out the show. Uh, This one from John, who will be the starting defensive tackles in week one?
0: Oh man, that'll be tough. Uh, I think Bohana and uh, (laughs) probably Gallimore. Really? Yeah. What do you think?
1: Watkins maybe? I'll say Urban and Gallimore.
0: I see. I'm starting to get the anticipation, the feeling that that Urban is going to end up playing more base in than he is inside. Maybe. That's possible. I, I could see that. Bohana as a six-rounder starting, that would be a little you're surprising. Ask, you're not asking a, a Bohana to do much more than be a plug in the middle of the, the defensive line. I, I don't really know that that's a difficult thing to ask a rookie.
1: Okay. And that's fine. Uh, I'm hoping Bohana makes the roster. That's where I'm at right now. Because I just don't know that you can ever trust a six-rounder to make the roster and come in and start. But we shall see. That's why I can't wait I mean, for training camp.
0: I will say this. They drafted him. And then cut Antoine Woods. So that kind of gives so, you a good anticipation of what he's – if he's going to make the team at least, right? That's true. Uh, next one. This one comes from Zach. Could
1: CeeDee Lamb have a 1,500-yard receiving season this year? He would need to average, coincidentally, 88 <laughs> yards per game. And it doesn't feel all that unreal. Could he do it?
0: Yes, he could, uh, especially if there was an injury, especially if like Gallup or, or or Cooper misses you know three or four games and they decide to lean heavily on him. I absolutely think he's capable of doing that. Yeah, you know, look, we're gonna see exactly what we have in in CD Lamb, but I, I mean, I I think that a fully formed CD Lamb is is on tier with a uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that, or at least that's what we should. That's kind of player that I think we should antis- not anticipate, but hope for. I think that's a realistic hope that CD Lamb can be that type of player in the league.
1: CeeDee Lamb in the first five games of last season averaged 89 yards per game. In the first five go. games with Dak, he was he was on pace to do it last year. So uh, keeps up that pace, uh, I think he'll do it. Uh, one more quick question, Landon. Uh, this one is a, a really good one from Nick, and it's probably too long of a question to get a deep answer into. But oh, do boy. you think the defense will actually improve just based on scheme change, or do you think they're going to improve because of the talent?
0: I think we need to stop, like, separating these two, you know, because I I think that that's really – that's problematic at times. I think scheme and talent – scheme, you know, reveals talent, in my opinion. You know, I think all players, NFL players, have talent of some sort. You have to arrange them in a way that all their talents work together, and that's what scheme is, right? Um, So, yeah, you can have a great scheme, but if you don't have the talent to, you know – to kind of do anything with it, 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 you're not availing anybody of any skills, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that there's been talent on this roster. Before, you know, with some of these guys that are problematic players last year, are talented players, but but they but they haven't really. You know, whether it's they didn't get the defense, they had injuries, they didn't play well. It that's uh, that's remains to be seen. I, I think that you know they added some talent. They are hoping that some previous talent will kind of be able to rear its head a little bit with a, with a change to a scheme mm-hmm. that allows them to kind of, again, use what they do best uh, instead of trying to kind of work left-handed with something that they're not familiar with. Um, so I, I, it's you're right. It's a long question. Um, but I think that the hope is that a scheme change will kind of – bring some of the talent that that seemingly was missed from several players across this defense last year uh, uh, back into back into the light.
1: Well, and here's the thing is we've seen a lot of these players basically in the same scheme before, right, in 2018 and 2019. What they were running under Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard isn't all that different than what Dan Quinn's going to run, correct?
0: No, no. I mean, I think the things that we'll see that are, are different are, you know, it's kind of almost a combination of the last two defenses, right? Where yeah. I think Dan Quinn will probably try to, you know, steal a gap here or two with some two gap players and that hopefully drop an extra person into coverage, which can help, you know, give a little bit better uh, results on the back end. Um, you know, I think that the difference is, is that the previous, uh, you know, let's the Marinelli system was too simple and straightforward uh, uh, for its own good. I mean, you you have to find a way to disguise it or to or to mix things up so you, the offense doesn't know exactly what you're doing. You know, or it doesn't really matter how talented you are. Uh, and then you know, last year things were so complicated and they didn't get any kind of training camp. Yeah. They just didn't even learn how to play the defense. So uh, you know, that obviously made things worse. I think if they can find a way to uh, become a little bit more game plan specific defense, uh, you know, not give away the game before the snap, uh, then I think, but still going back to kind of a defense that's based on them uh, uh, playing fast and, and, and not having to overthink, you know, what, what their assignments are. I think you're going to see some of this talent kind of come back to the surface.
1: All right. So really quickly before we head out, what is the number like of points per game? The Cowboys should be aiming to try to allow on defense because last year, it was, uh, it was not great. Is it like 24? Is it 23? Uh, what are you hoping this defense kind of finishes around? Because last year, I'm looking up right now, 20, 29.6. That's uh, that's too many. Uh, less than that, yeah. correct?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, 23, 24 is, I think, uh, uh, kind of the number that popped in my head when you asked immediately. So I think that's probably, you know, a, a reasonable goal. Um, and, and, and really, you know, just if they can kind of continue the turnover pace that they had at, at different points last year, uh, while, you know, reducing the overall number of points by, you know, like I said, four or five points a game, uh, that's going to be really, that's going to be really a game changer. You know, I think that it doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but, but that's, that makes, that can make all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they finish at 23, 24 points a game, you're probably looking at a top 12, 13 defense. Uh, we'll take that. I'll even take 25, 26 because I think this offense is going to consistently score 28, 29 points a game. Just getting in that range should be significant, just a significant improvement for the Cowboys. So uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can continue to to listen to the show. Download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to support us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time.